0: Of We're Not Wizards. My name's Richard. I'll be your host for Tuesday or Sunday or Monday or Wednesday. It's a quick start on the Kickstarter episode. And what happens in a quick start on a Kickstarter episode is we get somebody who has a project on Kickstarter right now, and we get them in to have a quick chat about the project that they've got on Kickstarter right now. So joining me this evening or this morning, depending when you're listening, because after all, it's your podcast. We've got uh, Janice Turner from Rain Games, and Stu's somewhere else, but he might join us later, but he's not aware whether or not he's going to be joining us later or not, so. How are you? Are you well?
1: Yes, thank you. I'm very well.
0: Thank you very much for coming on.
1: Well, thank you for having me on tonight. Well, it is tonight, so yes. it? Well, it could be someone else's morning, though, couldn't it?
0: It could yeah. be. It depends. It could be like... Um, yeah, because if you're in like say California, it's just like really, really early morning. Well, it's, yeah. No, it's not. That's it's lies. It's one o'clock in the afternoon. So there right, you it's go. really
1: early morning in Australia if you consider sort of like nine thirty early morning. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's good to start off a conversation a bit. Kickstarter referring to time zones. It is.
1: It's brilliant.
0: It's it's my favourite topic. Um, <laughs> we're here to talk about assembly.
1: We are. Indeed.
0: We're quite sad. We're quite sad about assembly, aren't we? We're ex- because
1: extraordinarily sad.
0: Why are we sad about assembly?
1: So we uh, funded um, a couple of weeks earlier than I expected, and um, now I just don't know what to do with myself because there's too much to Boo. do.
0: <laughs> Boo! So it's quite rubbish, though, isn't it?
1: It is. Yeah. It's like I'm just I'm sitting at my computer, staring at the screen, just not knowing what to do. It's like. <laughs> It's like it's like it's like I've got all these list of things. I thought I had two weeks to do, and it's like no, I haven't anymore. I need to do them now. We're funded. It's real.
0: <laughs> um, I suppose we jump back and say hello to everybody who's listening. Hello, everybody that's listening. Um, the reason that we do this is because there's quite simply, um, I'm addicted and I can't stop. And you know, I need all different types of help. And the other reason that we do this is because we like speaking to people, um, about the Kickstarter projects. You know. And um, Jan has got in contact with us, Well, a couple, is it four or five weeks ago? It must have been before the expo anyway, well before the expo.
1: Yeah, it was, I think before we launched.
0: Yeah. And um, we've had a chinwag back and forward and um, a little bit of mucking around with diaries and timetables and it's so good to have you to here to have a chat. Um, but I mean, joking aside, Assembly, it's doing quite well. Yeah. You know. You can't you know, you can't um you can't kinda of complain. Um, I mean with the Kickstarter kind of space kinda of being the way it is, with it being seemed to being quite quite busy, were you were you actually genuinely surprised that you're sitting here with still kinda of like a large amount of time left and you're kinda of not only funded but you're starting to hit stretch goals and stuff like that?
1: I absolutely yeah. It's uh it's our first campaign and we were Absolutely sort of thinking that if we fund, it will be mm-hmm. probably just at the break even point. And that's what we've based everything on is that probably if we funded, it will be just about funding. And um, we've been very pleasantly surprised. Um, but yeah, it, it has uh, meant that everything's had to be accelerated a bit as we thought we'd have a, sort of a bit more time to finish very the bit, various other bits and pieces that we thought, oh, we won't need that until like week three of the campaign. And it's uh, uh-huh. like, ah, right, we need that right now. <laughs> <laughs> and then we sort of saw the uh, that uh, the, the campaign was going pretty well. So we went to the UK's Games Expo and literally uh, four minutes to midnight on the Sunday Prior to the hmm. thing, we actually booked our stand, which was the last stand that they had, and four minutes before their absolute final call deadline. Really? <laughs> uh, yeah. But so um, then it was like making all the banners in as like a twenty-four hour period and the flyers and wow. get them all sort of printed off and made and there. So it was um, that sort of completely wrote off last week. Um, plus the expo, which then just knackered us all out completely, which is written, yeah. written off the beginning of this week. <laughs> it's been absolutely <laughs> manic
0: have you been like you kind know, of getting together kind of like has it been like getting the crayons out and the paper and stuff like that to make the banners or was it did you already have kind of all that in place is it kind of been a bit of a quick uh, get the markers and stuff like that the blue tack and everything
1: have you been watching my Kickstarter video
0: I have <laughs>
1: yeah that was a great bit that was, that was really fun doing um <laughs> But the the little, the little stones in there are actually were collected by my oldest daughter on a walk that she went on so that those are her stones which when she watches it she uh, will point out that those are her stones absolutely all right yeah and did
0: she did she get them back or
1: um no i've i've kept them yeah, yeah she gave them to me <laughs>
0: <laughs> so so they're now yours yeah. that's what you trying to say
1: yes they are now mine they're now part of the uh, the assembly campaign that <coughs> well, you we'll, can we'll treasure gonna... forever
0: Or sell them on eBay later on if the campaign (laughs) continues to go the way that it's going.
1: That would be good. I don't don't think we're we're, for a first-time campaign. I think we're doing we're doing pretty well.
0: No, I mean you are. I mean, as I say, it's um, the Kickstarter space for kind of tabletop is always a busy space, and it's really, it's really, really difficult to um, to almost forecast or guess. What's going to be doing well and what's going to be kind of just kind of getting by? I mean, we had, um, is it, jo- we had uh, Joseph Chen from uh, talking about Fun Factories on. Yeah. And he's another one that's, you know, they're doing really, really well. Um, and then we've got him, um, we've had Mark McKinnon from Wreck and Rune fame on. And this is like, I think it's his third time of going on Kickstarter. And this time he's funded quite quickly and he's heading for stretch goals as well. So, and, and it's just a, you just you can't you can never tell what's going to do well and what's going to kind of be kind of just slow and steady and kind of you know winning the race. So it's kind of it's kind of strange. I mean, if you have you and as you and Stew, has it been kind of like is tabletop been quite a big part of your kind of lives up until now? Anyway,
1: yeah, we we started playing. um well sort of properly uh, a few years ago I was trying to think when it was it was probably about five years ago we started sort of fucking we got Mm -hmm. pandemic Um, and we just basically had the brainwave separately Um, but Stuart already bought pandemic and I'd come home Monday and said well what's all this about board games and he said oh there's one (laughs) arriving tomorrow and I said great (laughs) then that that was the next um, few weeks of our life was basically paying the, the pandemic over and over again, and then we got about wow. two months later i think I think we may have maybe waited two months I'm, i might be exaggerating there, it might have been two weeks. We then got all the expansions and started playing those and um that began our our journey of i guess of modern board games, but we did play them as a kid i think when remember back have you did you ever play c d adventure
0: um it rings a bell, but then I am very old, so it could have been last week, and I might have forgotten about <laughs> it to be perfectly honest but
1: But yeah, that's one that both of us remember playing, Um, and uh, unfortunately I didn't have any brothers and sisters, so I used to have to play it on my own, whereas uh, Stu got to play it with his brother. It had a CD, so (laughs) it was fine, I know, it was awful, but it had a CD, you could play, and you could move your little pieces around the board, it was fun.
0: Did it have kind of like bits where you stopped the CD when certain things were happening, or were you constantly playing the CD and it just came across with random stuff that you had to do? No,
1: you had to play it at certain points in the game. Really? Yeah, you had to go to certain tracks and stuff. It was great fun.
0: So, is it like that atmosphere video thing? Yeah, they had. Do you remember that?
1: They had sort of really good atmospheric music on it as well, actually. Oh,
0: right, okay. That was good. Okay, bye. Okay. So, is your board game collection kind of steadily grown? Yes, it... over the years, I mean, are you guy? I mean, I mean, I see a lot of folk going, well, I collect games, but my partner would rather they all were burned in a fire, and is it doubly bad when you've got two people who are interested in the hobby who are in the same house together it's It's even worse I mean... when
1: you have three people of which one of them is sort of coming up three in the summer who is also interested. Who has her own shelf, and uh, yeah, uh, Stu basically uh, said she's got two shelves, she's not allowed two shelves, I haven't got space for our games, <laughs> and so he basically moved all her games onto somewhere else and, and filled it
0: up. But unfortunately, really? we just
1: got her a couple more games at the Expo at the weekend, so um, I think they've expanded back onto our shelves.
0: But... I don't think Stu's not going to be happy, <laughs> well, he's put them there, that.
1: his fault. Oh all right well, that's fine yeah, yeah, we've, you know yeah, yeah definitely you,
0: you kind of reap what you saw yeah exactly honest, but she's got her, kind of thing. Uh,
1: her own collection of dice and minis and
0: oh, yeah, awesome. which, yeah
1: she loves them so you know it's even worse when there's three of you interested and um i'm sure sammy our youngest um she's already taken an interest in minis and dice so it's not long there they're <laughs> like, great for chewing got... great for chewing
0: that's what I was gonna say. If you've got like the meeple shaped teether <laughs> and things like that, you just get like a rubber one and you can stick it in the freezer oh, you just... and then gonna kind of bring it out when she's like a bit gonna kind of touch No,
1: you just get you know the geek and son wooden dice. They're great teethers. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Other dice are available. Absolutely. In terms and conditions on events. You know what I mean? The really big. <laughs> What's she got D. Is it D twenty or ad
1: ten? We've got really big D sixes. Oh, that's good. Uh, yeah, and they're they're great for chewing wooden d sixes. We've got a few of those gonna around.
0: It's so- going to be something you're going to be bringing up when they're older. And <laughs> I remember you cut you cut your teeth on board games, don't you? Be walking down that video game. Well, thing. So
1: Sammy actually cut her third tooth at the game uh, games expo on uh, Saturday Sunday. Really? So yeah, so there were some comments on Facebook about the gr- a grumpy baby on the sand. Um, it was because she was cutting a tooth. Oh,
0: I hope nobody said anything shouldn't No, they should be. Th- th-
1: no, they said about grumpy baby, but ha- that, that she was lovely.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> so they, they were they must... were being kind about her being grumpy. No,
0: well, it should be. Yeah,
1: <laughs> but I, I I was actually surprised people sat down.
0: <laughs> really?
1: Yeah, but no, there people were, and we had a little play area, and we had she had a little friend to play with at one point. So. Oh,
0: that's cute. Yeah, that's always good. That's good. So, what kind of games does a three year old like to play?
1: Uh, the one we've just picked up recently is Rhino Hero, and um, she absolutely <sighs> loves that. Wow. We, we had a fight over who got to play Bat Grin tonight. I wanted to play Bat Grin, but I wasn't allowed. I oh. uh, was Told I had to play Biggie. I wasn't allowed to play Giraffe Boy, <laughs> who I named Gira- Giraffe Girl, obviously, but um, it wasn't Giraffe <laughs> Girl. It's Giraffe Boy. <laughs> but then I agreed. I agreed to play the hard side, and I could call. It, I could then play Giraffe Girl. Oh,
0: well, Yeah, there, you yep, go, there we explain.
1: go. That was the negotiation tonight.
0: So is that um is that the tower building game? It is, yeah. The Rhino superhero. Is that oh that'd be so good for, yeah. for little kids. <laughs> that'd be absolutely fantastic. I've just um we just started playing um well I've played a couple of games. I mean, my youngest, who's five, um he you we we've already been playing Escape from Atlantis. Yeah. We could have played that over the holidays. The newest one the survivor escaped from Atlantis, so he totally loves that. And okay. um, we always play King Domino, so we play that all the time. Okay. So that's pretty kind of good. Gun. It's good to see that there. Um, there's games that I can adapt. Yeah. So that they can play. In fact, my two eldest, the first board game they played was Pandemic. Wow. That's just, well, that's I just wanted good. them to know that life is life is brutal.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's true. They'll that just. Oh, Emily's <laughs> 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 well, played quite a lot of Descent with Stu. All right. Yeah. So she makes all the decisions, and I think he loses miserably. But um.
0: <laughs> what do you What do you do with the big uh, What are you doing with the big troll? I'm um, gonna go and say hello to it. No, 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 don't stay away from the big stay troll. Away the
1: big tr- <laughs> stay away from the big trust. Stay away from the big troll.
0: No, 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 no. Don't roll the dice. No, no, we've we've lost. Yeah. What happens now? Um, Daddy's gonna go home. <laughs> <laughs> Basically, why is Daddy lying down? Because he's really tired. <laughs> really tired to get a Really tired to get a spiked club in his head. Um, but where do you go from? I mean, was there a natural progression from you? You both kind of sitting around playing a game. To you saying one night, well, um, do you want to try designing something then? Kind of thing. I mean, was it kind of like was it something you was it something that was it led by either one of you or did you both kind of decide well, maybe we should try actually putting something together ourselves.
1: Well, um, I started designing when I was on maternity leave with um, Amelie a, a couple of years ago, and it mm-hmm. was in one of those sleepless nights um, where I just I just couldn't quite get to sleep. I sort of came up with an idea for a game. So I sort of scribbled it down on my phone and then I actually did manage to get to sleep. So I managed to distract myself long enough that I got tired. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, then a couple, <laughs> it just sat on my phone. And a couple of weeks later, I said to Stu, I had a, I've had an idea. And he said, ah, that sounds really good. Let's go for it. And um, it was really encouraging and sort of it went through it and I sort of like mocked it up and then he had a look at it and uh, said, well, we could do this, this, this differently. So I sort of like come up with the concepts and he sort of points out where I've made all the bad, Errors and decisions and choices and things that don't make sense or too messy or too complex or convoluted. And sort of then Mm -hmm. I refine it and then we sort of play it together and he comes up with... yeah He sort of helps bounce the ideas and make it a lot better, I guess, because it's how it works. And um, so, yeah, so I I kind of come up with the the ideas and he helps me refine them, polish them um, and make them, I guess, uh, useful for an audience other than me.
0: Yeah, I mean, is it is it quite... Is, does he know how to kind of put the feedback across?
1: Oh, he's very blunt. Um, is, he,
0: <laughs> <laughs> is he kind of like the nastiest playtester in the room? Yes, absolutely. Like,
1: this doesn't work. And I like, "Well, How can I do it better? I don't know, but it doesn't work. It's no good. It's, it's rubbish. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Flips the table and then walks away. <sighs> and it's like you've just put coffee everywhere, Steve. I'm never going to get this out of this floor. Could you stop doing that please? And you spilt the ribena, you know that stuff stains for life. <laughs> Forever. Kids don't get ribena nowadays, do they? they're not allowed.
1: No, it's too much sugar in that.
0: It's like you're allowed to like let them swim with sharks, but if you give them like a glass of ribena then you're suddenly a bad parent. I think they
1: become the shark, don't
0: they? <laughs> Something like that. <laughs> um, I mean how many games how many games have you been kind of mucking around with inventing designing before you kind of came up with assembly
1: so assembly is my second design uh i I guess third actually so i've got uh the maiden voyage which is i guess my my first design which is still in the works it's it's much more complex than assembly so it's taken me a lot longer to get it to a position where i'm happy with it um then i have another one which is kind of adaptation of a standard card game that i couldn't quite get to work for the theme i wanted so it's kind of sat on the shelf but i might bringing that back out again, and then, then there's Assembly, so I guess it's actually my third design I always forget about the one that kind of got put back on the shelf and barely used but mm-hmm. yeah, so it's my third one um, and then I've also done of the Tinker, which is a children's game um, so that's right. uh, a fourth one which, uh, tr- tr- just trying to work out at the moment what to do with that one, whether to, to, keep, to keep going or to self-publish or to go to try and pitch it to a publisher or what on that one I placed it at the Games Expo and it was um, quite well received, so might might try and refine it a bit further and push it forward somehow.
0: Do you think there's like, do you think there's quite a market for kids games? Because I've said this probably before on, on other pod on other episodes that you go into like your toy shops and the the kind of the board games that are levelled at kids are, you know have a big pile of snot coming out a nose or here have a big pile of poo coming out a dog's bum yeah. or all these type of things. And yet I can have a four-year-old kid playing King Domino and completely understand it. So you think there's quite... Is it that the board games of the mass market are almost like too dumbed down for kids when they could be playing much more complicated stuff?
1: Yeah, I, th- I think that a lot of, sort of your, your mass market stuff is just isn't really sort of the games that is teaching you how to properly is they're just sort of i mean i guess they've got their place they're just a bit of a laugh that's easy to learn and play around with but um i think a lot of the other games the i guess the the more modern games and your more indie games are much more i think about sort of teaching a bit of strategy and working together and have a lot Mm -hmm. more depth to it rather than just hit, hit a button and see what happens there's a bit more strategy there, so that's the thing with a kids game. I'm not, I'm not sure how big the market is for self-publishing, which is why I'm thinking it, it might be better to go with um, someone that's already got a name in it.
0: Yeah, yeah, to actually go and hit up somebody that's had a yeah that's that's kind of used to kind of putting the stuff out there and has got the kind of connections to get you kind of in the right places. Because I don't know if with a kids game have maybe a bigger potential going more to retail. Than it would through the Kickstarter kind of thing. I don't know. Possibly. No idea. Possibly. Yeah. I don't know. But I don't know. It comes
1: with a nice little neat story with it as well, so um, it's, it's not just a game. It's a game with a little story too.
0: Ah, oh, cool. So yeah, that was okay. fun to
1: write. Again, one sleep deprived morning, that one was.
0: <laughs> just like jot stuff down. <laughs> What are you going to do in like later years when the kids are kind of like grown up and they're sleeping through? Are you going to just stay up until 4 o'clock in the morning?
1: Oh, I don't do well at 4 <laughs> o'clock in the morning. <laughs> you see, a, a late is... night to me is 11 o'clock. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and then you're ready for game design. Yeah. It's like, how long have you been up? I've been up for like 16 hours now. <laughs> Where's my pad and pen? I'm ready to go. Okay, yeah. this will be easy. Um, assembly, though. <laughs> Getting back to the point, we do tangents that We're Not Wizards. Yeah. We we do tangents a lot. Ah, tangents are good. I apologise sometimes. They are. Um, but, you know, sometimes we just got to stop. Um, but Assembly, I mean, how did the idea come up for Assembly?
1: Uh, the Maiden Voyager, which I already mentioned, um, uses a circular layout. Um, yeah. And I really like that. And I just thought, what else could I do with it? And then there was a board game geek mint-in design contest, and so that kind of put a pressure, a bit of pressure on me to finish something, which was the my main reason for ent- entering. It was just to actually try and finish something because I've been working for uh-huh. so long on Maiden Voyage and still am. But yeah, it was it was just circularly like, out. What can I do? And the thought of sort of matching. I mean, in its simplest, just matching a token to a card. It, that sounds pretty dull. just saying that, but that is the base of it. But it's how you do it and how it becomes as a puzzle, it just it just seemed to work I, I really don't know how, how I came up with the idea, it just like came to me as I was falling asleep and thought oh, I like this, thing. oh what about if we just match things and then I sat down and looked at it and thought well what can you actually realistically do with the circle of 12 cards how yeah. how can you manipulate things and which it became pretty simple where you, you'd rotate them and you'd put them out and you'd swap their positions around and it just sort of just kind of Organically from there. I'm not sure if organically is the right word or not, but it'll have to do. It'll do. (laughs) Yeah, it'll do. I don't know. I really have no idea, really, how any of my game designs came about. It wasn't like I sat down and thought, I want a game exactly like this. It's just something happened, I had a thought, and it just sort of logically progressed.
0: I don't think some games can logically progress anyway. I think that some things are just like flashes of inspiration, you know. I think there's games at like like say Bearham Park and stuff like that. I don't think if somebody ever sat down and went Bears, that's where we're going with this. I don't think that kind of happened. I think it's kind of one of these things that somebody scribbled down on a piece of paper for like ten minutes and then decided to come up with it. How do you play assembly then? What what how would you go about it? I'm sitting in front of you on the table and you've like dealt me all the cards and stuff. What am I doing? Help me.
1: Right, so uh, a deadly virus has broken out on a space station. You are, if you're playing on your own, the lone survivor. And uh, the AI on board just quarantined it and she's locked, basically she's blown all the spaceships, she's venting the oxygen and um, she doesn't want you to escape. But it's a spaceship Mm -hmm. factory, you build spaceships, so if you can build one which you just happen to know about, partially built in one of the assembly lines, then you can escape. And so the cards, which are in a circular format, represent the requirements. I'm an engineer, so sorry, I'm, I I kind of talk in engineer speak. And um, if, if you remind me at the end, I'll tell you where the actual initial inspiration was for some of this. <laughs> so you've got the requirements around here, so that's what your spaceship has to look like and then you have these tokens so if you imagine some like prefabricated rooms you know like houses sometimes come in in like blocks and like here's your toilet and here's your living room and here's your kitchen kind of blocks
0: um those are
1: your rooms and those are hanging around and you um essentially you have to get each of these room modules you have to deploy them onto the assembly line which is your your ring circle around the edge and then you Uh have to move them into position to match the right card which is nice and simple, but you only can use the cards in your hand, which is you can swap the position of two, you can rotate everything round, and they will have to move the same number of spaces and in the same direction, which means that you might have one in the perfect position, but you want to move something else round a couple, and you completely yeah. mess up everything you just did. And spent yeah. painstakingly spent to get that in place. And the final thing you can do is lock it. So that's ultimately the aim, is you've got to get the token onto the right card and um, play the lock card at that point and then you're just not affected anymore, unless you're playing with math functions. But uh, yeah, it's I, I find it really hard to sort of describe just verbally. I, I find it. I'm I guess I'm a quite a visual person. And I think it's quite a visual game. But um, I quite it, it, It's just it's a puzzle. It's, it, it's and it, it's very cool. It, it's a puzzle of how you solve it based on your limited, I guess, resources, which is your command cards. Because you only can go through the deck three times, um, and you don't know exactly what's coming out next and just uh, getting everything into the right positions. But there's a little bit of um, in the middle. Each time you go through the deck, because I said you go through yeah. three times, we do something called a scramble. So the AI realises what, what you're doing and she uh, messes up your plan. So anything that you haven't locked down, so you, again, that you may have painstakingly got a couple of them matching and hadn't quite had time to lock them down. They all get picked up, shuffled, and put back down again, and um, they are highly unlikely to be in the like right place again. They're, or they're more <laughs> likely to be in the wrong place than they are in the right place anymore. So um, yeah, that's just a bit a bit of a, sort of a, to give you a bit of um, time pressure in each of the rounds as well. So I don't I don't know if I've done it justice there or not. You're best but much better off watching a, a run through by someone. But there we go. That's my uh, uh, my attempt at uh, doing a verbal explanation of it.
0: <laughs> it's just. I it seems I mean it seems to be one of these games like it's got a very very simple premise but the the um, the potentiality for it to get kind of quite complicated and for people to kind be kind of trying to plan moves in advance yeah. in order to make the kind of the whole clockwork machine kind of work it's it it does remind me of it does remind me of pandemic. Where you are having to say, well, we need to do this, we need to do that, but we need to watch out in case we get disrupted in the next turn because what are going to do? That kind of thing. Yeah. Which, because a lot of things that are kind of um, layered at um, that are going to be layered at pandemic is that it is very much a kind of a puzzle. And that once you know how to do a certain thing, it's very, it can become quite easy to kind of continually win the game kind of again and again and again. Have you. I mean, I take it you've kind of like playtested. I mean, looking at the the campaign, you've certainly kind of had a lot of people getting their hands on kind of like the... to kind of even go ahead and kind of provide kind of like previews and even re- reviews of the game.
1: Yeah, it was was quite lucky. Our printer made a mistake and accidentally um, printed double the amount of copies that we ordered. <laughs> and, oh, right, just, okay. and then just cut them up and gave, us, gave them to us for free. So we had... Um, uh quite a, a number of number more uh, preview copies than we anticipated so we thought wow, yeah. might as well might as well use them and there's some wonderful people out there that was willing to do them and also offering to send them on to other people for me so um yeah we've got got a lot of people um looking at it and uh also we, as it we sort of designed it about 2 years ago we've been play testing it on and off for the last 2 years and um, we've tried to maximise sort of the replayability of it um, by adding, as I, I sort of hinted at, something called malfunctions. So they sort of change yeah. your strategy a bit. So um, when you lock the... I call it the corners of the clock, so the 12, the 3, the 6 and the 9. When you lock those, uh-huh. uh, it has a specific effect. And the base game comes with um, three different ones of those plus one where you can do it without. So sort of you can get to grips with the game without it first. But it, it sort of then starts meaning order of locking them and sort of when you actually lock them starts to become important rather than just doing it anyhow. Yeah. And then we've added a little uh, mini expansion which has another four sets of those plus something we're calling glitches which come out in the middle of the round in round and your second time through the deck and the third time which is again the AI messing with you which gives you a choice of two negative effects. So yeah yeah, we've tried to make sure that you're going to get a different sort of puzzle for quite a lot and even though I've playtested this, I don't know how many times. And even though I'm at the stage that I, I tend to win most of the time, but not all of the time. I guess I've I've, I've well you'd, you'd hope I'd know how to win, um, given <laughs> it's a puzzle. And I, I've tried to make it no. that you can you should be able to win. I I still have the satisfaction of winning. It's I still enjoy playing it, and it's, it's also sort of like oh, how many. Cards? Can I do it with left in the deck? Can I? Can I get six cards left in the deck, or whatever? So I, we put some scoring in there as well, so that even when you get good, you can see how good you can get. And then um only I took out because I considered it was too hard for sort of the base game, but they're all in the rules, so you can make it harder at a later date anyway. If you if you ever manage to beat it as it is, there's plenty of opportunity to make it even harder.
0: Are you surprised that like you sound surprised at kind of what the game? Is doing, as in you've kind of designed it, and then you have went, oh, it's actually also doing this, 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 and this. I mean, are you, you? You said you still get the satisfaction of actually beating the game. So, has it? Is it even kind of? Does it continually surprise you and how it kind of plays and continues to play? I even with the additions and stuff like that.
1: I think. Uh, yeah. It, I think given how simple it is overall, sort of the concept. You can the amount of, I guess, different things you can do with it does surprise me. Sort of the little ideas here and there, what you can do. I mean, one of the backers sort of recently suggested about a different layout, and I thought, I'd never thought of that. And why on earth did I not think about a different layout? I mean, that's the simplest thing, but it's just so obvious. And so, I think that's something I'm going to have a look at to see if there is any sort of alternative layouts that we could do with it as well. But yeah, it's, it's just a, a nice little way where you could. Add and change, and just slightly move things around to get quite a quite different or new experience. But there's also there's quite a slight mathematical element to the game as well. So it's just that sort of moving through and solving a puzzle. I think um, one of the previewers, um, I think it was Everything Board Game, compared it to a Rubik's cube. So if you're sort of there, it's like the satisfaction. You can do a Rubik's cube a huge number of times, but you still have that satisfaction of completing it. And I, I can kind of understand that it it is just this satisfaction of completing something. And it's sort of just some, in a solo game is something you just concentrate and work through this puzzle, and it's just it's just fun to do. And it? so it's like you kind of get in the zone, and it sort of concentrates your mind a bit um the two mm-hmm. player plays a bit differently that, that adds in a, a load of limited communication so we're, we're trying to get around yeah. the, the quarterback in by saying consider the ai uh, is listening to your every word and she doesn't want to escape so if you tell her your plan she's gonna stop you being able to communicate and right. that's kind of like the premise of it so you, you can never reveal your hand you can never tell the person what you plan to do on your go on a future go and you can mm-hmm. never Um, instruct the other person what to do on their turn anything specific but you can do like general observations so like have you seen this one it's over here or we've only got three cars left in the deck or or we're really running short on this or something or other is sort of kind of like absolutely fine but specifics which really adds a new dimension to the game as well because then you've got even less information to solve the puzzle and the the two player is a bit harder than the the one player because you you haven't got control and because you have two people solving the puzzle, but they might be solving it in a slightly different way, so you, yeah, the other person might just completely mess up what you're planning to do on your turn. But <laughs> that's all part of the fun. <laughs> it, it's quite.
0: Good. I mean, it, I mean, you mentioned obviously one of the men. Somebody's come and said, "Well, have you considered doing the layout?" I mean, what's it been like having four hundred and fifty eyes on the project in terms of the community? Has it been interesting to see kind of like you getting kind of feedback from people who are enthusiastic about the the game as well? Uh, what's bit you know how's what's that kind of been like? Have you, it Seems like it's been a, a fairly kind of positive experience from obviously from the preview review guys. But what about the guys that have been backing it and kind of leaving comments?
1: It's it's really nice to sort of wake up in the morning and you look at the comments and it's like oh wow, great can't wait to get this in my hands and really excited about this one or getting messages saying well we'll never back a project that's below 100% you're my first and that sort of thing and it's like Mm -hmm. wow there's there's some people that actually really want the game that we've designed that that's like absolutely amazing it was sort of something that I did just as um game design I guess it was something for me to do that was something for me but Stu obviously gets involved as well, but it's sort of like I'm sort of my main hobby. He does a lot of the mini painting, and then uh, he then comes in and, um, as I said, helps me fix anything that doesn't work. But it yeah, was something yeah. for me to do as my hobby, and um, to see other people out there enjoying it is absolutely fantastic. It's um, really really nice to get those messages. It's it's wonderful actually. Yeah, it was nice. Do
0: you think that um, maybe people are looking for games like yours, kind of unusual ones, kind of different ones, also ones that aren't kind of like costing you an arm and a leg in order to kind of take part in. Because there are so many Kickstarters out there, and it is, it would be it was really easy to drop like a £1,000 a month and still not touch kind of half the Kickstarters that are out there. Um, but as I said, do you think people are maybe interested in games like yours? Because they're unusual, it's different, it's unique, it's not just Guys on a board or stuff like that.
1: Yeah, I, 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 when I designed it, I never really saw it as unique. It just seemed obvious to me. But I mean, people talking about about this being unique and new and fresh and innovative. It's like, wow, I've never thought of it that way. But and I guess that the price point, we we knew that Kickstarter is a tough place to be. And therefore, going in with a game at like the the fifty pound mark was unlikely to go in anywhere. So it's one of the reasons why you put yeah. a lot more effort into assembly because I, I wanted to try Kickstarter was not the main thing. I mean, I've, I've done a fair bit of project management in my in my past, and I just I just thought it'd mm-hmm. be a, a fun thing to try. I enjoy business and business concepts as well as I enjoy game design. So um, even the business side of it is a bit of a hobby to me. Um, so yeah, it, it's just surprising the, i guess the reception it's had but one of the reasons to go the low price point was more that people then don't have to take as big a risk on us and that was always our concern yeah. about new designer how do you get someone to take a risk on you yeah you can have a great idea but have a great idea and it not cost them too much financially means that it's probably even better that way so i guess we had the right mix there of a, a good idea and not breaking the bank um
0: but yeah, yeah. It seems to. But no, that doesn't um, mean that
1: we we weren't absolutely terrified about whether we were going to fund or not. And having the lowest price point meant we needed to get a lot more backers in order to sort of cover our costs and that side of things as well. So um, yeah, when we sort of did the calculations and thought, well, we need about 450 backers to to, to break even, we thought, well, how on earth are we going to ma- manage to get that? But if it, it, yeah, we were yeah, we seem to be, which is amazing.
0: Is it? Is it still? It must still be a bit kind of wake up and go, oh, we are going to make a game now.
1: Yeah. Because
0: it'd be easy to kind of like not sit up and go, ah, oh, well, you know, we tried. But we're small. This is our kind of our first game. And, you know, and it was raining yesterday, so it's fine. You know, everything's good. But you're kind of in the situation where you're... Are you kind of like having to look at different stretch goals then? Is it like a serious consideration? Because you said, oh, well, well, you know, the where we are now is our break-even point. So do you have all the stretch goals kind of planned out or are you actually having to sit there and say, Stu, we need to maybe kind of look at a few things?
1: Well, we, we had some other sort of ideas, but we thought, well, we'd never get there. So, well, we, we've got a rough idea of costs and if we get there, then we can just look them up at the time. These are the sort of the things that I said we thought yeah. we had another couple of weeks to worry about. And um, yeah, now it's like, ah, we need to do this now. <laughs> <laughs> quick before before we need to put this up we have to do this now we haven't got two weeks to work this one out we've got to get it sorted so uh yeah but so is there, that... there is us sort of a bit now running around a bit panicky like we've got these ideas we've got the basic of it's there but uh, right we gotta finish it so yeah we, we had we had uh quite a, f- a number planned um but there are just sort of the the ones that are like the the 10k plus which are the ones yeah. that we didn't have fully planned which
0: we're now um, realizing that we probably need to get sorted pretty sharpish, just just in case. Yeah. Because there's there's always a difference between you've got kind of like the um, the quality improvements. Yeah. Which I see, uh, you know, um, the the stretch goals seem to go in two flavors. You have got guys that say, "Look, you can you're going to get this whole entire expansion," and it's like, "Ha, you had that already." Yeah. We well, you know you had that already. You just put it to one side, but then you get. Um, I mean, it's generally, for projects of your size, I see it's more a case of, well, we're going to do a nicer box, we're going to do thicker cards. Um, is it difficult to think about gameplay elements? Do you want to think about gameplay elements, or are you more thinking about, well, let's go for the more of the, the quality side of things than, than gameplay?
1: We're, we're focusing much more, I think, on the, the quality side. Um of things we, we've got a, a few extra sort of gameplay bits that we, we've had play tested, and and they work so some of the feedback was there was too many so we kind of took them out but at the same so we're just going to put maybe one or two back in maybe if people if they wanted them but um I mean they all still have an intrinsic cost associated with them um, but we're mostly focusing on the quality things that are actually going to make the game better. That we can actually, yeah. I mean, the box was a big one for us. So um, the the 8000 is, it literally is us breaking even at getting a nice box and nice rule set. So we just wanted to try and get something out there and, and try and get sort of a name a bit known for us that we could perhaps do it in the future. But we're going to do it this time, which is fantastic. So now we're sort of looking at the other quality things that we can include to make the game. Better, and I guess given that it, it's got a fair bit of shuffling, make sure the cards are definitely gonna going to last. I, I think they will anyway. So good. Manufacturer, I've, I've been getting card stock from everyone at the moment and comparing it all, and ripping it up and testing it, <laughs> making sure I'm getting something decent. So I'm becoming an expert in card stock at the moment. Um, it's been quite an interesting thing. I've never you know, asked me a few weeks ago. The dullest thing, but you know what, ripping up cards is great fun. I'm working
0: at. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's really good. Some...
1: Just under, yeah, just becoming an expert On all the different car stocks mean and work and how they are and so. Oh my word. It's it's, it's quite good, but yeah, it's mostly focusing is this on the quality. Engineering
0: is this the engineering project management type thing? Absolutely. Can I, have you got? I get everything planned out for I degree.
1: A, that's me. I I'm, I'm used to sort of having to deliver like multi million pound projects in a few months, <laughs> which have to. So go, have you got? Yeah.
0: You've got a spreadsheet, haven't you? With card stuff on it. Maybe. You've got a (laughs) spreadsheet... Maybe. (laughs) I've
1: got a spreadsheet for everything.
0: You have got a spreadsheet for card stuff, haven't you? Have you got a column that says when it tears? It's like, I don't (laughs) know, some people just want to... Some people just want to hear the world tear. Yeah.
1: (laughs) No, I got, I got, I got a really nice sort of deck from a, from uh, the UK Games Expo as a sample one. That's got even more different card stocks in it, and I got really excited about that. And it's like, well, oh, I can really compare all the different ones now. <laughs> Sad, isn't it? <laughs>
0: it's just like rippling through. It's like Pokemon. It's like po- I'm collecting Pokemon cards. There's nothing on the cards, I, though. So I point out here that I'm just collecting the cards.
1: Is it worth me pointing out here to anyone here who hates tearing cards? These cards are not putting parts of the games. I don't have the full game. I just have a couple of cards. That's all. So they're completely <laughs> going to waste it in the bin unless I tear them up. So it's. I mean, I'm the sort of person that goes up to someone as in my project manager hat on, looks at it, pours a cup of water over it, and said, "Nope, it's broken. It's not good enough." Kind of thing, and I I have done that. <laughs> Yeah, that was my tactic. I would go up careless, and just no, no, no. It was deliberate. It wasn't careless. It was actually <laughs> oh, it was it was electromagnetic <laughs> propagation, and I wanted to see what happened if I put some water. So it was a perfectly realistic oh situation of someone knocking a cup of water over. So I picked the water up that was there. I <laughs> poured it on it to see what would happen. It worked. It was brilliant.
0: <laughs> were they were they happy with you when you did
1: that? Uh, not particularly. I did mop it up. No, I don't think so. I did mop it up. I did mop it up. I'll tell you what, they really weren't unhappy. is like when I'd walk past something, and just by me walking past it, it broke.
0: Well. I got banned from the more... lab. Really? <laughs> St- watch it, here comes static. Tunnel. Yeah,
1: exactly. No, I was like picking up this thing, and I was playing with the UI, and I managed to break it just by me being oh, too
0: static. For
1: and I was like, you know, if I tap this, all the lights just flash and that shouldn't happen. What's gone wrong? Your, your earthing's not good enough. And it's like, oh, yeah, how did you manage to find that out?
0: <laughs> it's a good distraction from the fact that you're trying to distract everybody from the fact that you now have a card obsession. <laughs> yeah, so exactly. So that's kind of nice. Yeah.
1: yeah, no no card obsession, absolutely. <laughs> we'll, we'll delete that bit. I didn't say that. No. That was someone else. <laughs>
0: no.
1: That was Sammy. <laughs>
0: absolutely absolutely um so in a nutshell if somebody is looking at assembly and thinking about backing what would be your elevator pitch for people who are looking at it now and thinking about jumping in
1: uh what would be my elevator pitch um yeah you put me on the spot haven't you i can't remember what my elevator pitch is i did it like all all weekend oh. for three days. It's normally just my, the story normally hooks yeah. people and I'm sorted. Uh, it, I guess... It, <laughs> uh, if you like puzzle games, uh, you like something that's relatively small. Um, we've had a little... Oh, thing about the box. But basically, a relatively small box. It's sort of... Uh, it's like 10 by 13 by 2 centimetres. So it's still small. Fits in, in, your, in your pocket that you want to carry around with mm-hmm. you or you've got half an hour when you've got your pizza in the oven and you're waiting and you want to play something quick that's fun um, rides a bit on gut instinct and um, has a bit of pushy luck but also has a real guess amount of being methodical about it then I guess assembly is a game for you It's uh, and everything's le- link- linked to themes. so um, hopefully you'll be able to even though it's a puzzle hopefully you'll be able to immerse yourself in it a bit as well and really think that you're battling with an AI in order to escape and if you don't you die obviously as if you don't escape
0: that's, you die oh, always nice to finish off a pitch with a death threat um,
1: <laughs> but you can see how dead you are as 60... well it? it's not just you die it's, you can see how dead you are and there is one that basically says that you you were pretty rubbish <laughs> I, I, I word it slightly nicer than what... that though I, it just says something like poor attempt
0: but that's one of the things that's been um, commented on is there's some really is a really decent kind of funny game to read through in terms of the rule set and things like that. But it's not kind of dystopian. Yeah. It's kind of quite quite amusing, basically. Yeah, yeah. Was that... That was, was deliberate. Was that something... Definitely.
1: Yeah, no. Um, I, both Stu and I love games with strong theme, and so even though you could play Assembly without an iota to a theme on there whatsoever, it had to have it. And you can't just have sort of something that's dry on it. It had to be something that was a little bit interesting, um, and yeah. otherwise it just—I did not think it would have worked if it was too serious. So yeah, it—it it, it was just. It, I guess it's just putting a bit of um, our personality in the box. But,
0: yeah. yeah,
1: it was just—it was fun writing, and it was fun doing, and it's uh, hopefully it's fun reading.
0: And has that given you confidence with the next project, the fact that this one's doing so well? I mean, have you now, no, we're now terrified. dusted off some other ideas from the show? Ter- terrified, yeah, terrified, like now
1: how big. on earth we can come up with something as good as assembly. I mean, we've got stuff, but now we're, we're now in complete self-doubt, saying, well, that's rubbish, maybe that's not good enough. Maybe we should just get that one try and do something different. <laughs> like, like, oh no, how are we ever going to live up to everyone's really raving about this? I mean, the next one might be just a big flop. So... <laughs>
0: She so maybe would do something about quality control in a project management situation, and an ability to the person that's got the ability to muck up as many projects as possible using a range of things from static charge to a cup of water.
1: Yep, a cup of water's a great one. I could just pour that over my other game and then say it's, it's no good. The last prototype is damaged. We'll have to start again.
0: It's sixteen pound again. Yep, it's, that's the entry ticket. Yep,
1: it's sixteen pounds. Although if you print and play, that's just three pounds. So,
0: but you can also you can also pledge um twenty one?
1: Twenty one gives you the mini expansion, which gives you um, a load of extra malfunctions, a whole four new sets. So I said you get three of the base game, gives you an extra roll, and it gives you a load of glitch cards. So you only ever see two in a game and you'll get uh eight in the in the base game.
0: Um So as I say, we're doing well at this moment in time, we are going to you're gonna crash through probably about eight eight four pretty soon it looks like hopefully yeah you still got two weeks to go um it's getting some really really good there's some really really good write-ups from some even some friends of the show yeah. like rory yeah R- rory j summers i, loved, from I board love meeting reading series. his
1: review brilliant
0: rory is amazing rory is a star and a half of me love yeah. him very 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 much um if people are interested, obviously what we'll do is we'll get make sure that any links for the Kickstarter is put in the show notes so that we have notes to show. But where can we find you on the interweb nets?
1: You can find me on Twitter. So my my account is at Dravin D R A V V I N. But we also tweet through Ren Games. Um, so mm-hmm. depending if you want just updates about game, go for Ren Games. If you want the occasional baby picture and game <laughs> pictures and that sort of thing and random stuff, mm-hmm. then follow me too. Um, also, we've got a Facebook page, which uh, interestingly, it seems you can't rename Facebook pages, so we're, we're stuck with an old one. So it's um, forward slash The Maiden Voyage BG, which is um, the first design mm-hmm. that I was pushing, which maybe, maybe we'll get it finished. Maybe that'll be next year's sort of Kickstarter project, you never know. Um. Mm-hmm. Or on Instagram, Ren Games, and uh, our website is UK and that's Wren with a W, so like the bird. So W-R-E-N Games.co.uk
0: Excellent. Well, as I say, we'll make sure that all these links appear in the show notes of the episode. Thank you. Um, if, you if you want to keep an eye on what we're up to, then go to the Googles search for We're Not Wizards. Do not search for wizards because you just end up in a world of trouble. No mm-hmm. wizards here. Regardless of what the rumours are saying and what certain people are saying about me being a wizard, you know who you are. Stop it. Thank you very much. Um, Go to Google, search We Are Not Wizards, you'll find us at a a plethora of places on Twitter and Facebook and all different types of things. Um, If you like us and love us, please jump over to Apple Podcasts and consider leaving us a rating or a review. Thank you for everybody who has been giving us a rating or a review. Um, We are... Basically, um, we're now beating the knitting podcast, but the My Little Pony one is still two steps ahead of us. So we need those more ratings and reviews to just knock that little pony out into its paddock. Um, If you are going to give us a rating or review, remember, don't give us 10 stars because it makes me big-headed and arrogant, and we don't need that. But don't give us one star because it makes us cry. Give us five. Because it's in the middle and it's average, and we're a little bit average. But the person who's not been average tonight is the rather wonderful, rather fantastic Janice Turner from Wren Games. Thanks for coming on. Thank
1: you very much. And we have a sleeping baby now.
0: Really? Yeah. Well, that's good. Sure, sure.
1: There we go.
0: We can, we, we can talk really loud. <laughs> no! <laughs> but we can we no, oh, don't no. do that. Don't, don't, don't. Please, no! I could shout.
1: Unfortunately, well, I've got earphones, in, so you can sing. shout as much as you like. You'll just deafen me.
0: <laughs> we could we could sing the outro music like really, really loudly. <laughs> um, there's um, no thank you very, very much for coming on. It's uh, it's been fun, and, and I wish you all the best with the rest of the, with the rest of the campaign for assembly. Um, there's only two more things to do. Yeah. The first thing is to remember that we are many things, but we're not wizards. Are we wizards, Janice?
1: Definitely not.
0: No. No. We are running about in a circle, trying to get our parts together so we can get off this horrible spaceship before this computer decides to do something interesting with us. And the second thing is to say goodbye, so say goodbye, Janice.
1: Goodbye, Janice.
0: <laughs> every single time <laughs> and it's a goodbye from me remember, stay safe roll sixes and um, check out Assembly unless, unless you're an Assembly it's def- you might want to
1: roll a 12 occasionally
0: <laughs> <laughs> unless you're in Assembly you might want to roll a 12 but until the next time goodbye